Let's go to our beloved Ustad Alamatul Fadilatul Hazrat Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafidahullah. MashaAllah. He just got back from his trip. We have to ask him, by the way, Kalguzari. Kalguzari very, is very important. Today being the 7th of Jumad al Ula 1440. Ustad, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Barakallahu Fikum. Mona Arafat. Jazakallah Khair. To all our engineers, Brother Junaid Khan, Brother Riyaz Hussain, may all Almighty Allah Jalla Wala reward all of you. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala Rasulihil Kareem. Amma bad. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved Master and Leader. Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the esteemed listeners of Radio Al-Ansar International and Marqas Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. In today's nasiha and advice, we focus on Surah Anfal, chapter number 8. This surah was revealed after the hijrah of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Makkah Mukarramah to Madinah Munawwarah and it comprises 75 verses. What is the meaning of Anfal? It is the bonus which all Allah Jalla wa Allah gave them, and this was after the Battle of Badr. The Battle of Badr took place and occurred in the second year of the Hijrah. It was in the month of Ramadan, 17th Ramadan, on a Friday. Muslims were 313. The enemies were approximately 1,000. And they were overconfident, that is, the mushrikeen, polytheists, and idol worshippers, that they will be the ones that are victorious. May an Almighty Allah, Jalla decreed that nay, the Muslims will pull off a magnificent victory against the enemies. Seventy were dispatched to Jahannam and Hellfire. Seventy of the mushrikeen, polytheists, idol worshippers were taken as prisoners. So this is what Almighty Allah speaks about in the surah. Who are the true believers? Almighty Allah says in Surah 8, verse number 2, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهِ The true believers are those when the name of Almighty Allah is taken. وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Their hearts become tender. Their hearts are already crying and it becomes such that they are weeping. So وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ And when the verses of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala revealed زَادَتْهُمْ imana, The iman and faith and conviction increases وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ Upon Almighty Allah alone they place their trust. الَّذِينَ يُقِيمُونَ salat. They are those who establish salat. They read salat, make others perform salat. وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ And from what we have given them, that is, they spend from there, أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ حَقَّا And they are the believe people who are the true believers. Imagine Imam Hassan Basri, rahimahullah, was asked, Are you a Muslim, a mu'min? He said, Yes. But do I have all these qualities to be called a true, dedicated, devoted Muslim? He said that only Almighty Allah Jalla knows. So here Almighty Allah tells us about the Battle of Badr. Takunu lakum wa yuridu Allah ayyuhaqqa al-haqqa bi kalimatihi. 
So there was the Ni'ir and the Nafir. So you must remember one group was Abu Sufyan and them were returning from Syria, passing Medina, returning to Makkah. Few people, Sahaba said, let us intercept them and get the booty. And the other side was Abu Jahal and the big group from Makkah. So Sahaba said, we don't have the power to overtake them. But all Allah said, nay, we will let the truth prevail and we will decimate the falsehood. And that is what happened, that the battle took place against Abu Jahal and so forth. And all Allah sent down 1,000 angels to assist them. So all Allah is teaching us that he gives victory to whosoever he wants to. And then all Allah reminds the Muslims, وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهِ رَمَا Remember in the battles and so forth, the arrows that you were shooting and so forth, it's not you that were causing the harm. It is all Allah alone that does so. And we see even today that if we are true, devoted, dedicated Muslims, how the help of all will come. And Almighty Allah is warning us. We think that always we will remain in safety and comfort. Allah says, no. That beware, the calamity, catastrophe, will not afflict only those people who perpetrate the crime. It will affect and impact on everybody. So therefore, we should take big lessons from that. Almighty Allah is giving us a prescription, and that is, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ And Almighty Allah will not punish you, whilst Mustafa Habibuna وسلم, is physically amongst you, and after the demise of Mustafa وسلم, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ And all Allah Jalla wa will not punish them as long as they engage in istighfar. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah Rabbi min kulli dhambin wa atubu So this is a repellent. This is what drives away and repels the punishment of all Allah and which is indeed the best time to make istighfar. Quran Karim states, وَبِالْأَسْحَارِهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ At Sihri time, Suhoor time, two hours, two and a half hours, before sunrise, so the true slaves of Allah, they crying, begging, beseeching Almighty Allah, Ya Allah, forgive us. Ya Allah, we make tawbah. Istighfar is for the past. We ask for forgiveness. Tawbah is for the future. Ya Allah, do not let us go back to that life of vices and evil. So see the beauty of the noble Quran. So Allah give us tawfiq that we can read istighfar. We must give glad tidings to those people who embrace Islam. Surah 8, Surah Anfal. Almighty Allah Jalla wa teaches us. قُلْ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِيَّنْتَهُ يُغْفَلْ لَهُمْ مَا قَدْ سَلَفْ That if they abstain from their kufr, shirk, polytheism, and they leave all their isms and Islamic cults and faiths and embrace Islam, then they will be forgiven. All the crimes they committed against Allah, all that through the benevolence, mercy of Allah is forgiven. O Muslim, Allah is our protector. So beautiful, Surah 8, verse number 40. Ni'mal Mawla wa Ni'mal Nasir. Allah is the best of protector. Allah is the best of helper.
All Allah takes us to Abu Jahal and his cronies. His name was Amr bin Hisham. They left Makkah. They brought the women. They were dancing. They were busy with their alcohol, wine, swine, everything they were busy with. So all Allah teaches us. Do not be like those people who left their homes with pride and arrogance, referring to Abu Jahal and his comrades. And they wanted to show off to the people. And preventing people from the path of Allah, that people must not embrace Islam. Remember, see when halat of Sakarat, People are right in the pains and pangs of death, what all Allah states. Walotara, if you could see, is yet a waffaladina kafarul malaikatu. When the angels come, the entourage, malakul mode comes, extracts the ruh, soul, and spirit from the person. Before that, the last moments of the non Muslim, the malaika and angels are smiting his face and smiting his back. So it shows already the punishment they started. And taste the punishment of the fire. So when we read these type of verses, remember that we should beg Almighty Allah for forgiveness and protection. Allahumma jirna min nar seven times now after Fajr, seven times after Maghrib, Ya Allah, is sunnah to read it, the hadith in Abu Dawood. Ya Allah, protect us from the fire. Today, every Muslim says, there is no unity in the ummah. They are not like this, they are like that. How good are we? How many sins are we committing daily? How many vices? Remember, Allah will not change the condition of His bounties and favors. Tell the people they change themselves. So if we want the special, special mercy of Allah, we want the Rahmah and the Nusra and divine assistance, then always remember that we will have to change first and then we will find the mercy of all and in the ending all Allah tells us about the muhajirin and the ansar and remember that is the true muslim who belongs to the halus sunnah wal jama'ah we must love every companion and sahabi of mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam whether he's a muhajir whether he's ansar Anyone, as long as the Sahaba and beloved students and companions of Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam, then it's compulsory upon us to love them, respect them, and defend them. May Almighty Allah jalla wa ala give us the tawfiq. Amin, 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 thumma, amin, thumma, amin. Twenty-nine minutes to five o'clock. You are listening to a Safina to Idel Jenda. We begin this morning, of course, all the way from Wellington, New Zealand. Our little Taliba, she says, Assalamu alaikum, honorable my teacher, Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafizahullah. Mufti Sab, could Mufti Sab please tell us how was Mufti Sab's trip? And Mufti Sab, I'm having a bit difficult of my studies. What is the best dua to read, Mufti Sab? And who was Abu Jahl? Ustad, little Taliba. 
Okay, Sister Tartaliba from Wellington, New Zealand. Three questions there. Alhamdulillah, we had a wonderful trip today. Our program will be 5 past 1 to half past 1 South African time. Our tafsir, inshallah, Aziz. Today we start Surah Hujurat, chapter 49 of the Noble Quran, inshallah. A fascinating lesson it will be, inshallah, and Surah. Then Hapas 1 to 2, inshallah, is from our archives, the tafsir. Then 2 to Hapas 2 will be our report back, and we'll tell you what happened when we went to Leslie, Leandra, and then King Ross, and then Trichard, from there to Carolina, Carolina to Middleburg, and then back, mashallah. So it was a wonderful trip. May Almighty Allah reward all the brothers and sisters who went out of their way to make our life very, very comfortable. So that's one. Two, who is Abu Jahal? Abu Jahal's name is Amr bin Hisham. The mushrikeen and polytheists, idol worshippers used to call him Abu Hakam, that the father of wisdom. When he rejected Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the message and the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam called him Abu Jahal. He is the father of ignorance. His pride and arrogance became the impediment obstacle for him to embrace Islam. Third one, and then I give you the incident now, in the Battle of Badr, he was dispatched straight to Jahannam and the Hellfire because of his pride and arrogance. And three, you finding it difficulty in your study, read Rabbi Zidni Ilma, Rabbi Zidni Ilma abundantly. Read Ya Qawiyu, Ya Qawiyu, so you have a powerful retentive memory. And third one, stay away from all vices, especially the TV and so forth. Then you will see Almighty Allah will bless you with knowledge and the noor of knowledge. Today many students, boys, girls, male, female, are studying but majority of them are deprived of the nur of knowledge. So knowledge they might get, but the nur and the divine light which Almighty Allah gives some people, that few people get comparatively. So remember that comes about when we leave the vices and sins, and then you will see the barakah of the knowledge, because you can see today people, that they're supposed to be ulama and leaders, but Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna akhwafa ma akhwafa ala ummati ala immat al-mudillin. That the people I fear the most for my ummah are the leaders, the ulama, who lead others astray. And today's world, the hadith in Mishka Sharif, Mustafa Ahmad, today's world, you will see there's no shortage of them. People who get knowledge, but they are ulama esu, and they lead people astray. So you must beg Allah for knowledge and nur of the knowledge. Allah give us tawfiq. Ameen, ameen, inshallah. Let's go to Heidelberg, Muftisab's place, mashallah. I've got a listener says, uh, Muftisab, a person dies leaving behind two wives. One daughter, he has brothers and sisters also. Can kindly work out inheritance shares as per Sharia. This anonymous sister from Heidelberg. And kindly, would Muftisab ever consider coming back to Heidelberg? Ustad? I spent my first 17 years 
first 17 years in Heidelberg, alhamdulillah. And then I went 7 years Pakistan, 20 years Newcastle. This is 18 years now finished in Lens. So all my Allah's mercy. So inshallah you make dua Allah ta'ala keep us with Marqas Sahaba to educate the entire ummah inshallah. And Allah ta'ala accept us all. Okay, very important question regarding inheritance. Number one will be burial funeral expenses. Number two will be the debts of the deceased, whether it's personal debts or it is corporate debts. Third one will be the wasiya for non-A's, and that will be organizations or people, maximum one-third of the total estate. Number four will be the shares of the A's. Husband passed away, according to the brother's sister who posted the question. So two wives, so six and quarter, six and quarter percent, so twelve and a half percent there. So remember, the two wives both will inherit equally six and quarter, six and quarter percent. This one daughter, then she will receive fifty percent. If there are two or more daughters, then two thirds. But they said one daughter, so fifty percent. So you will still have big percentage left. So all that will go to the siblings, the brothers, sisters of the deceased. The ratio will be two to one. So twelve and a half percent to the two wives, six and quarter, six and quarter, 50% to the daughter and the residue remainder to the brothers, sisters, the siblings, ratio 2 to 1. So that is very easy. That is how you calculate the shares of the A's. Well, let us go to Kenya. There is a brother by the name of Brother Zahid. He's saying, Assalamu alaikum muftisab. When calculating zakat, is one allowed to deduct the outstanding amount on a bond or car bought via bank loan? If so, what portion of the outstanding debt can be deducted? That's one question from Brother Zahid from Kenya. The second one is to start, if one only became liable for zakat in the last six months, example, got a job six months ago only, is one liable for zakat? How is the zakat calculated if this is so Ustad? Yeah, three issues. Number one, your brother, my brother Zahid from Kenya. So you should know the meaning of your name. One Sahabi, beloved companion of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa came, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I want to be beloved by Almighty Allah, and I want to be beloved to people as well. Subhanallah, who can give an answer? None other than Rahmatulil Alameen, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is a head, make zuhud, O Zahid, practice on Zahid. That stay away from the glitter and glamour of this world and you hibbuk Allah. Almighty Allah will love you. Don't let Darul Ghurur, the world of deception, deceive you because Allah has kept for us Darul Surur, the house of happiness and eternal bliss and joy. Subhanallah. So look at the meaning. You want people must love you. Don't look at all their smart cars and homes and dust and all that. Show you are not interested and see how they also will love you. This rivalry, competition causes so much malice, rancor, jealousy, envy. So that's number one. Number two, my brother, remember that you have certain assets, money or whatever, stock in trade and whatever you... So in a case like that, you owe A, B, C, X, Y, Z. So do you deduct that or don't you deduct that? 
So according to Hanafis, if the debts are halal, you deduct it, and on the remainder, the balance, you will pay 2.5% zakat. But if it is haram things, for example, you took a loan from the bank and so forth, so you must remember that interest they are charging you, all that, all that you cannot deduct, because it's haram debt. So the principal amount that you can deduct, but not the haram, so that is Hanafis, and on the balance you pay 2.5%. According to Shafis, you can't deduct it all. No debt you will deduct. So you must remember that will be the Shafi'i, and you pay on your assets, and you do not deduct your debts, unless your debts are muhit. Muhit means that there are so many debts that they even greater and larger than the capital principal amount, then only you take that into consideration according to the Shafi'is in them. Third one, you found a job, my brother, six months ago. So before that, did you have money in the bank? Did you have some shares or something in a business or whatever? So if you had something, so for example, $500, $1,000 or whatever, and now you got a formal job, so when your year ends, Muharram to Muharram, Shaban to Shaban, Ramadan to Ramadan, then zakat will be compulsory upon you at 2.5%. Well, the question says here, this is from Bale Park, can a Muslim not follow any madhab at all? I was told that all prophets in Quran were types and not physical people. That Prophet Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the only one with real history who started. This is from Bale Park, Brother Ibrahim. Brother Ibrahim, three questions there. Remember, number one, you are not allowed to follow what you say, that you just follow anything and you don't follow the mother. What will happen is what Quran Karim says. You will end up following your worms, fancies and desires and you go straight to Jahannam. See what Quran says. Surah 45, Surah Jathiyah, verse 23. Look at the Ummah today, if you say one billion, which is an exaggeration actually, but nevertheless, and how many people know Quran Sharif? How many people know Sunnah? How many people know the four schools? If you find 5% also, you'll be lucky. So what happens to people? People like shortcuts. People like loopholes. So all Matyallah states, Surah 45, verse 23, Have you seen that person who made his desires his God? So he wants to follow his worms, fancies, and desires. And all Matyallah led him astray, despite the knowledge maybe he got. Allah has sealed his ears, his heart, and Allah has put a veil, a curtain over his eyes. So who will give him hidayat? So people like that are dhal and mudil today to think that the jahil, ignorant ummah can go straight to Quran and Sunnah and just choose. They will just choose that which suits their desires and then they land up in Jahannam. So therefore that is not permissible. Second issue is Anbiya salam were all human beings. And remember they would eat, they would drink, they would get married, they would have children. But you have a stone on the street. You have a stone in the diamond shop. You have a stone there, Hajri Aswad. Can you see all the stones are the same? Mm. Never. So remember, I'm a human being. Mona Arafat is a human being. Can we say we are like Ambiya? Never. 
So remember, they were selected by Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah, and remember, protected from all types of vices and sins. And Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his teachings are nur, as Quran Karim states, Bin Allahi Nuru wa Kitabun Mubin. And secondly, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was, is, will always be the most beloved, the most precious to Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah in the entire universe. Subhanallah. Uh, 0847863132. I've got a very good message. Uh, this uh, goes for the team of Marka Sahaba. Sister Arisa from Senton. She says, uh, Honorable Mufti Sahab, Jazakumullah khair for opening such a pious station. It brings us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I have compared with all the other stations and I think this station is the best station. Marka Sahaba Ustad, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Sister Arisa from Senton. Sharif. May Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah make your words mubarak Ameen. and accept it. Allah alone knows who is the closest and the best and what have you. So nevertheless, we ask Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah to grant us ikhlas, sincerity, istiqamah, steadfastness, kabuliyat, and acceptance in His court. When we want to show and impress people only, then remember Allah disgraces us. Man samma asamma Allahu bihi. And therefore we say, once we adhere and comply to the teaching of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, you will find there will be ups and downs, there will be challenges, but Almighty Allah will give us success in Amen. this world in the year after. But when our intention becomes tainted, polluted, and so forth, then it becomes disgraceful in this world and in the year after. Therefore, we have to teach the Quran Sharif, the Sunnah of Mustafa Sallallahu Sallam, protect the integrity honor of the, all the sahaba an, and we believe in the awliyaullah and we accept the four schools that is what we must promote propagate and defend also so that is what we stand for inshallah inshallah yes uh, it's a uh, quarter to 15 minutes to five we go to blackburn rovers mashallah it says assalamu alaikum mufti hatia well i'm not a mufti my beloved study is a mufti uh, allah ta'ala make me one mufti inshallah one day inshallah i mean Mufti Sab, inshallah, we will be having a baby soon. I wanted to name the baby Muhammad, if a boy. I was told that it is not good to name the child by just the name Muhammad. The name should just have two names. For example, Muhammad Yusuf, Muhammad Shuaib, etc. Is this correct? For example, my little boy, Muhammad Akil, Ustad. Remember that Maulana says he's not Mufti, inshallah, his son Muhammad Akil or Ubaidullah will Amin. become Mufti and Amin. be the father, inshallah. <laughs> so the... Okay, I mean, three questions there, brother. That Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, yes, black men have spent two, three Ramadans there, mashallah. Yeah. Wonderful place, good people, Allah reward you. So you say that you're going to keep the name Muhammad only. So Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, فَأَحْسِنُوا أَسْمَاءَكُمْ yeah. That you must keep beautiful names, the hadith in Abu Dawood. So the fatwa is this, to keep only the name Muhammad, totally permissible no problem with that if you want to keep double name Muhammad Yusuf Muhammad Yunus and Muhammad Shu'ib so all that is permissible and third one remember you and your wife both of you read these following du'as du'as of Anbiya alayhimussalam number one surah 37 verse 100 Rabbi habli min as-salihin oh beloved Allah bring oh Allah grant us pious children 
Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam made dua, surah 37, verse 100. Number two, Nabi Zakaria alayhi salam's dua, surah 3, verse 38. Rabbi habli milladunka zurriyatan tayyiba innaka sami'u dua. O Almighty Allah, grant us such offspring that they will be pure, pious, good, and verily you are the one of Allah who listens to the dua. And if you are having no children or no sons and so forth, then read read Surah 21, verse 89. Surah 21, verse 89. Rabbi la tadarni farda. Dua of Nabi Zakaria, alayhi salam. Ya Allah, don't leave me alone. Wa anta khairul warithin. You are the best one to grant is. So tonight, inshallah, we will continue with the Q&A on Arafat and myself between 8 and 10. Between 5 past 1 to 2 o'clock, there will be tafsir and two to half past two insha'Allah will be the report back of our trip make dua for us ameen, and the ummah at large assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh